Hey everyone, welcome back for another episode of the National Fire Radio Podcast. Before we get started with today's episode, I just want to take a few minutes and talk about a few different things that matter. Things like thank you. Thank you to our community if you're a longtime listener or just your first or second time here on the audio platform listening to the daily podcast. We appreciate your support, becoming part of the community, and making this job better. And so with that, if you have any thoughts, ideas, critiques, people you think should be on the show or topics or ideas that you want to send forth, your direct line to the show is through our new email, podcast at nationalfireradio.com. Send us your thoughts, ideas, people you think would be good for the show, anything that's on your mind, send it over to podcast at nationalfireradio.com. That's your direct line right to the show. On top of that, if you feel inclined, please leave a review. Give us a five-star review. That would be fantastic, and we'd greatly appreciate it. We're working hard to gain your trust and to build a community, so any support that you can give us back only betters the mission. So we appreciate that. Like, subscribe, and share, and share this with your friends and talk about it because it makes the job better. Lastly, I need to mention... We want to talk about the National Fire Radio website, www.nationalfireradio.com. That is where you can get your merchandise that supports the show and the mission and the platform of National Fire Radio. Well, enough about all that. Let's hop into the daily episode. So thanks for tuning in. See you at the next one. Now, the daily episode. Our first sponsor of the podcast, Taylor's Tins. Taylor and her crew have been manufacturing helmet fronts, aluminum helmet fronts, Since 2017, over 200,000-plus shields have been manufactured by Taylor and his crew. Custom helmet fronts shipped within 24 to 48 hours. Whether it's one piece to a 500-piece department order, they'll get them out under two days. They're doing incredible work, 100% customizable product. Their product is top shelf. Not only are they doing aluminum helmet fronts, they're doing gas cards, playing cards, keychains, medical cards, and charts. Pump charts, street signs, custom signs, banquet awards, you name it, they're doing it. Go to taylorstins.com. And if you do order, use this promo code NFR sent me, all one word, NFR sent me. You'll get 15% off at checkout. That's because we have a strong relationship and friendship with Taylor from Taylor's Tins. They've been a longtime supporter of the National Fire Radio platform, and I appreciate their support and friendship. Without further ado, the daily episode hey everybody jeremy national fire radio back on the podcast today with a fellow that i know nothing about absolutely nothing about other than the intro that we just had and a quick few text messages back and forth but we have a lot of common friends and a lot of good influence that comes out of it and i love that i love making connections and meeting people through people that i respect and know, love the job. Today, I got Lieutenant Mike Nasty out of Prince George's County, Maryland, currently 16 years in the fire service, uh, serving as a Lieutenant Capitol Heights Station Number 5. On top of being a fireman and loving the job, he also now has a podcast and social media platform called Tip of the Spear Leadership. He's doing good things. Mike, thanks for joining me, man. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. So we got connected through a mutual friend, which is fun. And uh, and I love when guys reach out and said, hey, you should meet this guy. You should meet this guy. I get, I get it all the time. Like Probably every single day somebody's like, hey, you should reach out to this guy. You should talk to this guy. This girl's awesome. She knows what she's doing. So it's a lot of fun to meet people, but it's hard for me to um, – 
Well, you got to put a lot of trust in your friends because they're they're vetting people for you, right? Like the intent of the podcast is really to put on great people that are in love with the job that have a great message to share. And so I did a little bit of homework, checked out Tip of the Spear. I thought it was really good. I think you're doing great things. I think you have three episodes in now on your podcast. Um, the, the love and compassion you have for the job uh, is certainly prevalent in your message. And, uh, and so here we are, man, joining me today for a quick podcast. And um, what's cooking, man? What's going on in the world of Mike Nasty? Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, you know, I appreciate uh, being here. You know, it's, it's, an, it's an honor. That was quite a uh, quite an introduction. You gave me some big shoes to fill. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> you know, I um, love I love the intros. I love building people up and, yeah. then, uh, and then let's roll, right? It's fun. Yeah, 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 definitely. And I'm kind of like, oh, man, big shoes to fill. No, the, nah, and, no uh, shoes at all. The, uh, the, you know, and I, and I know who re- referred me and, and, sure. you know, Frank's a good guy. Yeah, and, and I definitely, I definitely appreciate that, you know, so something good's going on, I guess, um, you know, to be impressionable enough to, for him to reach out to you and, you know, bring my name up. That, that's very, uh, very humbling. And it's an honor. So for me, what I got going on is my kids turning six on uh Wednesday. Cool. Pretty excited about that. Gonna surprise them at school with some lunch and nice. It's gonna be some good uh father son time. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. How much with does pod- he, how much does he look up to you as a father and as a firefighter, right? Somebody that loves the job. You're balancing family, you're balancing the firehouse. You know, my kids are a little bit more grown now, so they could, you know, care less about who I am and what I'm doing. They're in that stage right now as teenage girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, for you, six-year-old, I mean, incredibly impressionable. What is that like? Oh, yeah. It's, you know, I'm telling you right now, and if you, you said you've listened to a few of the episodes that I have, I feel like I bring him up um, once an episode at least. And, you know, I'm a firm believer in, you know, your children are going to see absolutely everything you do and everything and everything you don't do and everything you say. They're not going to forget anything. They're not going to forget what you say. They're not going to forget your past or as far as like, you know, how you consistently do things. And, and I think a lot of that can translate into um, a lot of that can translate into work where the guys, guys and girls that you work with and all that stuff, they remember and say everything. The only difference is a child is going to call you out on it. So, you know, you may have coworkers or people that you lead or work with that may say something to you. They may call you out on it. But one thing that I've learned is, um, no matter where you go and what you do, how you handle yourself and being honest, being truthful, being consistent is incredibly important. And I learned that from my son. Um, so, you know, he, he sees everything that I do. You know, he, they FaceTime me every, every morning. They'll FaceTime me at night to say hi. He says hi for like five seconds. And he wants to see fire trucks, right? Sure. Every child loves the lights and sirens. Every kid, I think, you know, they always say, you know, I mean, a lot of these kids, I'd say if you, wrangled up a group of them and say hey what do you guys want to do a lot of them are probably going to say firefighters police and all that because i think children are taught you know at an early age to look up to us and to um you know through fire prevention all that stuff through the school system and just through life in general they interact with public safety because we are such a large presence in, in communities and why our presence in communities are so important whereas you know he sees those things so now he's associated it took him a little while he's like well wait a minute all that is him, my daddy, my daddy does all that. This is awesome. And he loves it. You know, he talks about being a firefighter all the time. He talks about, you know, hey, let's ride fire trucks together. You know, he found, I made the mistake one time when he was a lot younger. Of, you know, I had a few things I had to do and I was just really busy. And for some reason, I don't know why I did that. I plopped him down 
I was like, here, play with your 8 million fire trucks that you have. And I put YouTube on of just random fire trucks going up and down the road. And he's been obsessed <laughs> with that kind of stuff ever since. Yeah. So, yeah. He, you know, he, he's, he, it's never really left. And, um, you know, so he has like an old hat I have, like he has like this helmet that I used to use that he can wear now wear. So tight. I mean, the ratchet has to get super duper duper tight, but it can stay on his head. So he'll run around and play fireman. And then he'll talk to his other friends and, Hey, let's play fireman. This is my daddy doesn't work. And like, it's, you can tell, you know, it's, I, I mean, obviously I'm the center of his world, which is, which is awesome, but it's yeah. a little extra special, but you, extra special because of the fire department. Thing. Well, yeah, but it's also because of you. Like this is, this is part of that conversation that, you know, very quickly families, wives, spouses, husbands, kids, right? They can become rather resentful of the firehouse. They can become resentful because a lot of times it consumes us. And so the individual, us, me, you, right, and everybody else that's on the job or volunteering, right, when they're ate up with the job, they, they that could potentially cause problems at home. And then compound that to your children. You know, if the job is taking you away from your children and you're not making every effort to include them, talk to them, FaceTime them, call them, text them, whatever age they are, it's about the individual, right? Because as much as children are enamored with the fire service, they could also fall out of love with it when their parents there all the time. It's the balance. Yeah, I mean, you also have, it's just like anything else. Like if you have kids with electronics, you have to have a balance sure. of, you know, when you can turn it off, right? So like I'll come home from work and, you know, I'll be in my uniform. Hey, what'd you do? How, how was work? You know, he'll ask me a bunch of questions. And then like, I will immediately go upstairs, take a shower, change, all that, come back down. And then we don't, I don't talk about work. We don't mess around about fire trucks. We don't yeah. do any of that stuff. It's all, it's all about him. So, you know, <clears throat> I don't, I used to listen to calls all the time when I was off, like through Pulse Point. I'm sure Pulse yeah. Point is a popular mm -hmm. uh, app, you know. But my thing is when I'm going to be ate up or I'm going to do whatever it is, all of that's when no one's around during my time while, on my days off. But when my wife and my kid are home, everything's turned off and it's about them. No phones in your hand. No, He can have his little time with his, with his, um, his iPad and all that stuff. And we'll play around. He'll be like, hey, I want to do this, this, or this. Or, hey, can we watch YouTube videos? You know, all right, cool, but you set a limit. But then once that time limit's up, hour, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever it is, it's turned off and it, and it goes away. And then we do something totally separate that has nothing to do with what I do for a work or any of that. Well, and that's because it. you have to, mm -hmm. and you have to create that balance. However, there's also a balancing act in, I mean, my kid thinks I'm cool because I'm a fireman. I mean, how sure. awesome is that? Absolutely. Like, I'm, I'm clearly a superhero to him. Clearly, it's, you know, it's the bee's knees, the, you know, the best thing since sliced bread to him. And I want to, I want to feed the, that those fuel or feed those flames because I didn't have that a lot with my dad when I was younger. Right. Yeah. I had, it, I had it for a little bit. It just kind of things happened and it just ended. It just didn't go that way anymore. But now everything I didn't have growing up as a kid and all those things I have with my kid. So yeah. Like, do I want to have that balance? Yeah. But you know what? I'm going to soak a little bit extra because um, the core memories of this when he's that young, he's going to remember these things. And to me, that is um, incredibly important uh, to have that bond with a, that a father and a son have, right? Because you don't have to be, anyone could be a father, excuse me, a dad. Anyone could be a father, but not everyone can be a dad. You have to be a dad. And part of that's creating those core memories. So that's why the little extra of kind of like fanning the flames is really important to me to really push off. It's, it's about me and him. Absolutely. Take out fire department. Take out fire department. If I played 
you know, professional baseball, it would be baseball, right? Whatever the subject is, fundamentally, it's about creating that bond and those memories with your son that a father, you know, a father and a son have that's just, um, they're important for life. That's what fuels me. I mean, you know, I yeah, look at the absolutely. relationship that I have with my kids, my my wife, <clears throat> my kids, the rest of my family. Like, I, I think it's so important. And now more than ever, do I, I do I cherish them more than ever only because I'm so much busier these days. I'm traveling more. I'm doing more. I'm wearing many different hats. My time becomes sure. limited. So the time that I do have, right, outside of my profession mm-hmm. and what I'm pushing myself to do, which is important too. Sometimes you have to be a little bit selfish, take care of yourself because you have to be in a good place in order to give your best to everyone else around you. And so sometimes you got to be a little bit selfish, and I'd love to hear your point of view on this, especially from the leadership aspect. But I truly believe that sometimes you got to be a little bit selfish and have yourself in a good place so that you can give your best to everyone else around you, whether it's your family, your crew, you know, your coworkers, whoever it is, right? And so for me, like I dive in all in with my kids when I can, when I'm home, when I'm here, when I'm available. And even when I'm traveling, if the ability arises to talk to them or just to send a quick message or phone call, it matters. No, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, I totally agree. And, you know, I, in a recent promotional process I had that, um, I learned a few things as far as like different leadership styles and tactics. And um, one of the authors of one of the books is Frank Viscuzo, and one of the quotes he has is probably one of my favorite quotes I've had in a very, very long time. And I think it's something that I've probably said, you know, a lot. And the quote is, um, a leader of one can become a leader of many. If you can't lead one, you can't lead any. And that's by Frank Viscuzo. And that, um, I mean, that's that hits the nail on the head, right? So if you, you could go out there and try and be the absolute best officer, firefighter, because again, leadership's not about rank or title. Leadership's about um, how you carry yourself and how you, um, how you, you know, how you act. Um, and I think that, you know, if you're not in the best place to do the best job, no one, you're gonna, everyone's going to suffer from it, right? If you come in as an officer and you have a ton of stuff going on in your home life and you're just not there mentally, or if you're a dad and you're having terrible time at work and your terrible time at home, how can you be a good officer, or a good, a good dad, right? If, but if you prepare yourself and you're in a good mental space, you're, you know, have everything good at home, you're ready to go, and you yourself are at the, at your best. You're you're firing on all cylinders, and you're you're in your prime, ready state to go and enact and do your job. Then you go in and you're gonna crush it. You're gonna conquer everything. But again. You know, if you can't take care of yourself, you're never going to be in the best position to be the best leader possible in whatever it is that you're leading at all. It's just not going to happen because you're only going to be able to give 60% of yourself, yep. 70% of yourself. Uh, so your, your true potential is not there. It's just not there. 100%. That's why you got to be able to check everything at the door when you arrive. And unfortunately, today, more than ever, as dialed in as we are today, it is more and more difficult to check our personal lives at the door when we walk through the house, walk through that threshold at the firehouse. And that is a topic that I think needs to be talked about a lot more when we got to really look at the mission of what we do and the mindset and physical condition we need to be in when it's time to go. And, you know, we, we now more than ever have the ability to carry in all the baggage of life that comes through the threshold of the firehouse with us because a lot of times we keep everything in our life that's right in our pocket, and it's our phone. And I don't vilify, I don't vilify our phone. Uh, that's not what I'm doing here. But what I'm saying is now more than ever, 
we have the ability to stay in touch with life. Guys used to be able to unplug, walk through the threshold at the firehouse, and there was a there was a payphone on the wall, or there was the house phone that nobody used for personal calls unless somebody died or was sick, right? And so mm-hmm. people were un people were able to unplug for that eight, ten, fourteen, twenty four hour shift. And now today there's there's plenty of abilities to be in touch and in tune with your outside world. And so the firehouse then becomes, or your, your regular life becomes a distraction within the firehouse. Yeah. Detachment is totally important. Detachment is something that you need to be able to do when you're making decisions as well. Um, I don't like cliche com or cliche quotes and cliche things, but you know, I mean, everybody knows who Jocko Willink is and his biggest thing is his biggest thing you need to, he talks about is detachment because if you're so involved, you can never get that 3000 foot picture. Right. Right. And so you have to, right there. We're over as a society, you're oversensitized. There's no, or there's no, uh, you can't kind of think of how to say this. There, you're so uh, desensitized to um, everything with overloading of social medias and the internet. Everything's at the, at your fingertips, right? Everything and anything you could think of is on your cell phone and that cell phone stays on you everywhere you go. So there's no like, you're so desensitized to everything. It's not like, oh, well, I haven't been to the firehouse. I mean, whatever shift you work, like I work uh, 24-72. So like, it's not like it used to be when I was young and new in the department where I don't know what's going on because I'm not around. I don't talk to people because text messaging isn't what it used to be. We used to have the uh, the uh, Nextel uh, chirp, sure. uh, the talk to, oh, yeah. you know, the t- you know, talking about direct. Of course. Well, that's how we used you to get a heads that. up on jobs. Are you kidding me? The, the yeah. alert would go <laughs> off yeah. and we're out of the chair before you know it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, you had that, but it, it wasn't what communication is now where there's, you know, Instagram, Facebook, all those things of direct messaging. There's communications everywhere, right? So you can stay in contact with everything. I could pull my phone up right now and figure out what 90% of the people that I probably talked to on the regular have done in the last 24 to 48 hours for the most part. That's right. Right. So you don't create that draw. Like, I still think there's always going to be people loving the job, but I don't think there's going to be that, you know, all right, cool. I leave work, you know, whatever. Now I come home. There's nothing else in front of my face anymore. Now it's just home and whatever I'm doing at home. And then maybe, you know, some guys that I talk to on the phone every once in a while, we'll chit chat or whatever, but not to the volume in which you can pull up on your cell phone and social media. Right. So let me, so, so yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, no, I mean, I was, I was at the end of my sentence, but what I was saying was, you know, now you don't create that, that draw and that desire because I mean, just like anything else, you know, the, the absence can be very very loud and i and i equate that to um so i play in a bagpipe band yeah right and one of the drumming instructors the best thing you ever told me was they can't miss you if you're gone you can't miss the fire department if you're not gone from it and you're on your cell phone and it's in front of your face 24 7 right so that's what it was a pretty it was a pretty good analogy that that drumming instructor gave me was you know they can't miss you if you're not gone you can't miss the firehouse if you're never really gone from it because it's in front of your face yeah all the time yeah so let me ask you this. You brought up social media. You brought up a couple other things that I find very, very interesting, right? So, you know, diving in the way you have on leadership, right? You've mentioned Frank mm-hmm. Fiscusco. You've mentioned Jocko. Um, and I'm sure there's a lot of other types of uh, leadership influences that you've read about, talked to, sure. interviewed, you know, had a beer with, whatever, right? 
informal, <laughs> formal. There's all different types and so on. What kind of set you on that path that you you wanted to tackle it yourself? Because tip of the spear, right? So what you've done is you've created a podcast, right? A couple episodes in now mm-hmm. interviewing, and in your words, create a movement of strong, competent leaders, interviewing public safety, military, and business leaders, Talk to me about that. Where does all this come from? How did the foundation of this guard, where in your career did you come to realize that leadership, mentorship, where did this all become so heavy for you that you felt you wanted to go all in on it? Yeah, so I probably, I mean, it's been probably about 10 years ago. I I made a mistake. Um, I did something kind of dumb on social media and and the people that know me knew what happened. And I'm not going to get into crazy, crazy details. But um, it, it fire department culture and and society of the fire department. I don't know if that's the right way to say that, but everybody knows everything, and no matter what you do, you're going to be judged. You're gonna people are going to talk about it. You do anything, you're not going to get away with crap, right? They're gonna everyone's going to know everything, and the worst part about it is the truth is rarely out there, and what reality is is rumors and people talking and the telephone game and. You know, telephone, telefriend, telefireman, that kind of stuff. Everybody right. talks about everything. And over time, just like the telephone game, everything gets twisted and, and everything goes into a weird spot. Sure. So the long story short, it was very um, – I, what I did was stupid. Uh, I got myself in a lot of trouble and I created a lot of headaches for myself. And, you know, I was like, all right, well, you know, whatever. I don't care. Uh, I made a mistake. I'll just move on. But what I did, what I ended up not learning and not realizing until many, many years later is your reputation will always precede you no matter where you go. And you could do 110 things right. You could, you know, you could have a career fire that's national newsworthy. And now, you know, people are alive because of you, but they're not going to remember that. They're going to remember the mistake that you made. That's they're right. going to remember these other things, right? And that's okay. For me, it's okay because, you know, the mistake I had, I made and the reputation it created and the things and issues that I had in my career um, were all because of my own doing. And I have no one to blame but myself. And the only reason why I'm standing here in my shoes with this situation that I'm talking about is because of me. And you know what? I have no one else to blame. All I can do is work on it. And it's humbling. It's like, you know what? All right, cool. I made this mistake. I'm going to work through it. I'm going to persevere and I'm, and I'm going to move on. But where so did, where, that ha- yeah, but wait, wait, there's no way you felt that way from the second you realized you screwed so, up. Right? So, yeah, I was going to say, so that was, you know, almost a little over 10 years. Well, probably longer than that now. Might've been like closer to 13 years ago. I don't remember the exact date, but anyway, that's not here nor there. The whole point is I took it for granted. Looking back, I take it, I take it for granted. I was like, yeah, whatever. I don't give a shit. I don't give a crap. Like I'm just going to, do whatever I want. I'm young. I'm stupid. I'm going to have fun. You know, you don't like me. I don't care. I'll just go to work and I'll go home. I don't, I don't got to be here eight days a month. I don't care. Right. Fast forward as I start moving on and I'm like, you know, all right, cool. I, you know, I think I want to get promoted. I think there's something I want to do in my career. I hit that eight, nine year mark. I get promoted. Walk in day one. Well, everyone's going to listen to me. I'm a lieutenant. They're going to do what I say. Wrong. Oh, and by the way, the only thing people are talking about is, well, you got promoted. Weren't you the guy that did that on didn't you, weren't you the guy that got in trouble for social media? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, that was me. Uh, yeah, I did that. And that created a ton of problems. And then I had a terrible attitude about it because I was getting a bunch of issues, right? Fast forward a few years of that, get into leadership under fire. And, you know, probably a week or two before I got into that class, um, somebody pulled me aside that was not an officer, was like, you're a piece of crap. 
you're a terrible officer. Um, I hopefully you go to this class that you're bragging about because guys from, you know, New York City and you for some reason you were obsessed with other people. You're not obsessed with getting better here. Hopefully you come back and you don't suck as an officer. And I'm like, uh, did that well, come? A- did that come from a respected individual, somebody that you respected, or somebody that was influential on the job? I mean, how powerful no. of a message was that? No, he wasn't. Uh, okay. He was not someone that I respected. He wasn't someone I respected because of the way he acted and how he talked. Got it. But it took me. It took me a long time to realize it. And the more, so he said this to me. And I was initially, I kind of blew it off. I'm like, yeah, that's that's dumb. Whatever, dude. I don't care what you say, right? So then I I take an hour drive home, and then I'm thinking about it. I'm like, sure. he has his attitude. He's he's doing these things. What if I'm the problem? So then, of course, you know how it is. I think anyone does this. I did, my brain starts tooling, and I'm going over, and I'm, and then all of a sudden, all these examples of why he's acting like this is because of his frustration, he's, he's just sick and tired of me. And I'm like, well, I'm not worried about, that's one person's opinion, I don't care. So I called somebody that I do respect, that I did work around a lot, yeah. that I've worked around a lot in my entire career. And it's like, yo dude, this is what I'm being told, what do you think? And that person I respected goes, maybe you should forget who said it and forget about the person and think of the message. And that person's right. You know, They're kind of like, yeah, man, you're, you need to do something. You're not heading down a great road. So I just, I ate some humble pie, went and talked to that person. You know, hey, dude, thanks. You know, whatever. Appreciate it. I'm going to work on it. And he's just like, yeah, whatever, dude. Because he didn't believe me. Right. Well, lo and behold, I go take this leadership under fire class. And that person's in my class. Mm. And I'm like, huh. Well, I think things happen for a reason. Things got to happen for a reason, right? I believe it. And uh, so, you know, I was just having a lot of issues and stuff with being being an officer. and, and, And I just, I went through a lot of years of just, frustration and um you know I, I did the class and i just did a bunch of trial and error and i went and worked with a crew and long story short my entire crew because we do a bid system on seniority so like if they have a position that's open and they're like all right hey this position's open then based on seniority you bid and if you have the most seniority you you're awarded the position right so my entire my entire shift bid off of my ship the entire crew bid out of my ship this is a separate assignment than my first assignment mm. so this is twice in a row and i'm like hey all right, something's not working. Um, you know, I had some issues with drinking and I went and got help with that and set and determined to be a better person, be a better officer. Kid popped up. I want to be a good kid. I want to be a good father. And then it just turned into a complete life overhaul. Yeah. Um, from being a good husband, a good father, being good at work. And that touches on what you said earlier about being able to take care of yourself so you can be better performing at work. Yeah. Uh, I forget I forget exactly how you said it at the beginning of the show, but anyway that gigantic ball of emotion and uh i just you know long story short another crew came along same crew i work with now had some growing pains learned some stuff a lot of a lot of being humble and knowing that my past will always be around however that's when i really learned once things started clicking you know what i mean like they you know they're they're very outspoken guys and they are telling me good things and bad things and they'll say hey we need you to fix this instead of being arrogant being like yeah whatever i'm like oh I'm in a position now where I can now change my trajectory. I can change my trajectory. Um, all right, well, I'm going to fix that. So, all right, cool. Let me fix that. Let me start studying. Let me start reading. Let me start doing better. Let me start taking, not taking things for granted. Now let me start being respectful, respectable. 
Like, so, because how you carry yourself is a lot, right? Yeah. So then I was like, you know, all right, yeah, I do need to change things. And then I turned around and went from, I'm not the officer. I am the officer. I'm not the one that will be leading the way on everything. I am going to start studying and start working on my leadership skills and being a good leader yeah. and a good officer. Yeah. I, I'm back at square one as, as, a, as a rookie officer, and I need to overhaul everything in my life and overhaul my style and how I do things. And so when I sat down on that, I said, here's day one. My officer probie book, I'm going to make for myself. I got to make a change. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to create a new me. Here it is. And then I move forward and move forward almost five years later. Now we're here. So let me, let me ask you, this is, wow. I mean, first off, thank you for sharing that. Um, I, it can't sure. be easy by any means to talk about yourself in a way that, you know, you, you felt that you needed to bring yourself forward and to do more and, and to, in your words, overhaul everything in my life. Right. Yes. So, so yeah. this is not an overnight fix, right? I mean, this is over sure. the span of years that you were, that you were in a, in a bad place that you, uh, you were lacking in your leadership. You were lacking in your friendships, your commitment to the job, all that. Right. I mean, we're all guilty of it in oh, a absolutely. lot of different ways. Right. But it, yes. it took a couple candid conversations, but you have to choose to make the change. What, yes. what, what was it? Was it just one day looking in the mirror and going, what am I doing? Where am I going? Like, wh how, what, what was it? What was that catalyst that you were like, Mike Nasty needs to change his game. I'm tired of this. I'm tired. Because here's the thing, right? I've come to yeah. learn. I've yeah. come to learn talking to a lot of people, looking at my own life, because trust me, my life is checkered with tons of shit too, right? But the thing is, is like I've come to learn that it's almost like a full-time job being not on your game. And I looked at how tired I was when I was not truthful all the time or, or not mm -hmm. truth, but like playing a game and not being the best I could be or being the best person I could facade. be. It takes, yeah, it takes a lot of effort and you get tired. Mm -hmm. And at some point mm -hmm. you have to make that decision in life of, am I going to turn this around or am I going to keep going down this path? Mm -hmm. What was it for you? So, so for me, it was drinking, right? So. Yeah. I'm not going to get into crazy, crazy detail. No, no, no. I, I don't want, I don't. The skinny, okay. yeah, yeah. The, skin, the skinny of it was I was drinking too much and yeah. it started becoming a problem. And my wife gave me an ultimatum of, you know, you, you need to fix this. That's it, man. And it was, you know. Um, Good for you. I'm trying to think of how to say it. It was not fun. No, of course not. As far as, you know, why she came to me, what she said, how she said it, her actions as far, not actions, I shouldn't say that. And her. Her confronting me was a big, you know, uh, an emotional moment for me. Um, her actions were all, and by actions, I mean just her confronting me. No, I get it. I get it. I get it. So she, she, she came to me, and anybody that knows my wife, she is not a quiet person. She's very <laughs> outspoken. She is, she is type A to one, one to the one thousandth degree. Yeah. And um, you know, she's also one of those people that you know she's going to tell you how it is. She doesn't care who you are. Right. So she unloaded on me, gave me a little tomatoes, and I had, uh, and I'll leave it, I'll leave it like this, or I'll, I'll say it this way. And you guys are pretty smart. And she can, I guess, kind of put two and two together. She gave me some time, and I'll yeah. leave it at that. Uh, and then I realized, you know, well, I could just be in, you know, yeah, whatever, dude, I'll do whatever I want. No, I, I can't. I have a kid now, right? Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to get some, uh, I'm going to get, I'm going to go through this and stop drinking. 
And how, how hard was in in the, what I'm asking is when you finally made that change, when you told yourself, "I'm making the change. I want to be better. I want to be better for my wife, my son. I want to be better for the guys at the firehouse. I want to represent this job better." You wanted to be better. It's a hard road. So all of that, everything you just said was important, but all those things were not top at the top of the list. Yeah. What it made me think of was my son one day will be old enough to understand everything that's going on. Yeah. I need to be better for my son. I Legacy. need to be better for my kid. It's all, of, I mean, everything you do, like I said earlier, earlier on, they, they're going to know about it. And there's only a matter of time before he would put two and two together. And I don't, and I'll leave it at this. I don't want history to repeat itself for what I went. And that's kind of where so, I was taking to, this, right? That was the whole point of that, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I said, you know what? I'm going to do all this for him. And, you know, of course, yes, for my, for my wife and everything as well. But that's all obvious, right? So for her or for him, there's just like, you know, I need him to be proud of who I am. I need to be able to be the example of what a man should be. You know, what a, what a father should be, what a, you know, a male role model should be like, I want him to never, ever be ashamed of who I am as his dad, no matter who he goes and talks to. And then when he talks to people that are like, yeah, I wasn't, I know your dad, I wasn't a big fan of him. He can be like, yeah, I really don't care. You know what I mean? Cause he, he understood the groundwork is there. The foundation yeah. of, 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 you know, all of that is there. So as I worked through that and I stopped drinking, I'm all, I'm at a year five now. Uh, it was uh, it was uh, five years this past October 13th. Congratulations. And thank you. Yeah. And so what I noticed was as I worked through all of this, and I'm not even really, I don't even think it really clicked until you asked me, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. This is another big, another big step in, I guess, the entire journey is the longer I went away from it, the more clarity I had. And now that I have clarity and I know who I am and I'm not ashamed of myself, I'm not ashamed of my past. I'm not ashamed of the mistakes that I made. I don't numb those feelings with alcohol anymore. Well, wait a minute. Now I have clarity for, oh, this is a problem that we have. Well, you know what? I got a clear mind. Yeah. yeah, let's work on that. Exactly. Oh, I don't know how to fix I don't know how to fix that. Let me go read about it. Let me go ask some of these people about Put it. In oh, the work. roadblock. Roadblock. I my past is meeting up with me because of the you know I I burnt this bridge. Yep. All right. Well, can't I can't just go ask someone for help. Well, let me go read about it. Let me go research it. And then, as time goes on, examples and certain things are going to come up where normally you would fail or do terrible, and you knock it out of the park. Well, people remember that. That goes away into your bank, your bank of uh, dependability and That's leadership. Right. right. Another one comes up. Knock it out of the park. Cool, cool. All right, now you tuck that away. Another thing comes up, you fail absolutely miserably and get kicked right in the teeth with reality. Well, guess what? Now is another opportunity to rebound. Hey, I've been doing great. This is my first major setback. All eyes are on you, right? Whether you think they are or not, they are. I'm going to rebound from this. I'm not going to let it beat me. Be a little humble. Add a little humility. Put in the work. Rebound. Keep it going, right? So that comes back, bam, similar, similar to that first failure. Well, now this time I got ahead of it. I did great. And there's a very good book that talks about everything I just said. It's called The Left of Bang, who a good friend of mine turned me on to. And basically what it is is you have a trend or anything that you're looking for, situations, anomalies, whatever it is. Well, now when you're saying left of bang, you're proactive. Bang, it's too late. So the right of bang is what you would be reactively. Now I'm, I have the, what I'm getting at is I have clarity. 
I have um, confidence. I have competence. I have all those tools that I am able to use sound mind judgment and then know it's okay if I ask for help. It's okay if I go to somebody and say, I don't know what to do. This is my plan. I need your help rather than just throw my arms and be like, yeah, I don't know, dude. Right? I, I love and it. And it shows just in your volume and your tone of how this conversation has changed. And now that you're talking about bettering yourself and bettering your position and, and pushing yourself to grow and hold yourself accountable, your voice and tone has changed dramatically. And it is so, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean this in like with no, the, yeah, yeah. the utmost respect for you, Mike is because I can tell, I can, I can feel the emotion in the last half hour of this podcast. I can feel the emotion like coming off of you as you're talking about this. And that to me is so important because I think there's so many people that have had very similar struggles that you've had and to be able to turn it around and put yourself back on the, on the right path for your son, for your family, right. And for yourself, it's freaking huge, man. I am super yeah. like I am I'm super proud of you. <laughs> I really yeah, am. Like, I'm sitting touch here on that like, too. yeah, yeah, talk about it. Yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. it. Yeah. And I, and I wanna touch I wanna touch on that too. And, and this is the biggest reason for all of it. This is the biggest um, motivation or genesis. I don't know what the exact word yeah. is to sound smart, but basically the long story short of it is what I ended up figuring out along that way is people notice. So then over time. I started getting people, hey, man, you know, I know you struggled with some stuff, and I heard you're pretty good about advice. Let me rap at you about this. Yeah. Hey, I'm struggling with this dude or this chick or this, that, or the other. Let, let me let me talk to you real quick. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, well, what are you talking to me for? And, you know, somebody that was very, very near and dear to me was my father-in-law, and he passed away a few years ago mm -hmm. um, from mesothelioma. Mm -hmm. And him and I, um, you know, before I met my wife, we were friends beforehand, and he taught leadership all the time. That was his big thing. Huge, huge, huge on leadership, 50 years in the fire department, deputy chief, you know, chief of the department, all these things in the volunteer fire department. Um, he worked in Montgomery County for 15 years, maybe 20 years. It got cut short from injury. But anyway, he was an officer there, a technician, a firefighter, all those things. Um, and then, he, you know, but he taught leadership. And, you know, once he, him and I figured he figured out that I was dating his daughter. He, uh, we became even closer. Yeah. And he, you know, one of the things, and this is what I'm getting at is one of the biggest things he, I, I took away from him and that I continuously use is he'll come to me or I'll go to him with an issue when I got promoted and I'll be like, Hey man, you know, I'm having some issues. And I mean, this guy was more excited about me getting promoted than I was like, I'm, you know, I'm at level 10. He's at level 1000. It's cool. Right. Yeah. Because it was my turn to get promoted. His son works for the fire department. His son got promoted and he was ecstatic for that. I think it was just because he loved seeing people succeed yeah and that's the point here is because you care so that's one of the biggest things i learned from them is care give a crap you know what i mean go to a level 1000 it's just like you know teaching your kid or when your kid's getting potty trained go to what level 1000 when they do everything right then they're gonna know they're doing something right so the other big but the biggest thing that he did was oh you're having problems here's a book go read it and i'm like i'm not reading a book so then i was like you know what i'm gonna read the book and you best believe on the weekends when we went there and hung out for a little while and spent time with her family, he'd come to you. Hey, man, gave you a book to read. What'd you learn? Yeah. And like the first one, the first two or three times, he's like, uh, you didn't read the book. And I'm like, oh, crap. So, but anyway, what I'm getting, I know that was very long and drawn out, but basically what I'm getting at is people started coming to me. I started realizing, you know, hey, maybe I, you know, maybe I got a little something here. Maybe, maybe what I'm doing is working because it went from people just not talking to me to this and so all right well all these people 
when, I, when I all these people come to me, I'm helping these people out. I'm giving advice. I'm taking a lot of advice from a lot of people up and down the chain of command. Sure. Guys that are below me in rank only, you know, guys at the same time on, less time on. Everyone has something to give as long as you have a good attitude and you treat people right. But what ended up being the gigantic precipice of, I think, where everything really clicked to me was I went through all these things in my personal life, um, some stuff that I'm not going to talk about, but that are very uh, impactful in, in any person's life. And I was able to consistently and continuously persevere, 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 because I put in the work. So now, and this is the biggest thing for me, is I can go to my son. I don't care what you're going through, dude. You can make it through it. I'm going to help you. I'm here for you. You're going to do the work. I'm not doing nothing. And you're going to struggle. And it's not going to be fun. But I'm here for you. Yeah. And we're going to get through this together. Look at what daddy went through this. Or maybe when he's older, I won't say that. Dad went through this. But I persevered. This is what I did. This is what helped me through. I went through this. This persevered. This is what happened. This is what helped me through. You may feel like you don't know where you're going in your life. You may feel like you have this, that, or the other. And you're struggling. It's okay. I'm here. This is what I did. You do the work. I'm going to support you. I'm going to always have your back no matter what. You will be okay if you work for it. What and about can accomplish anything in his life. What about the- That's it. And that's why. Yeah. No, it's it's huge because what what I'm getting like where I can see this heading right in this conversation right now is decisions made early on can be repaired. You talked about reputation, right? I think you've even mentioned. I think I picked it up somewhere else. You said how you carry yourself is how you're perceived, whether you have three years or thirty years, right? And it Absolutely, takes yep. yeah, and and so you know it takes uh, you can have a, a career worth of achievement and one bad day and that bad day will haunt you for the rest of your career. But for you, you've had some darker days, but you've been able to dig out from them. And as much as, as much as those things don't go away, you can help your reputation and you can help build yourself back up, but you have to make that decision to get up, brush yourself off and prove to those people that you made a mistake, but I'm bigger and better than that. And that's where I'm headed. It's all about attitude. You've yeah. got to have the right attitude. Right. It, it, you could, you know, you're going to walk in, and, and that's the nice part about the fire department, at least in my opinion, is people have could have stuff against you. People cannot like you. And you know how they treat people they don't like or they don't get along with, they don't have anything to do with? They don't talk to them. So what a better way, in my opinion, to have the opportunity to adjust your attitude. Yeah. You guys don't want to talk to me. You don't want to, and I'm not saying me specifically, but I've been through this. Sure. You walk into a room, you can read the room. The tension is there. The, 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 the tone is palpable if you're smart enough to look for it. Yeah. If you're smart enough to think for it. And you know what? Hey, guys, how you doing? Knowing damn well they don't like me. Smile, be polite. All right, cool. Hey, you know, whatever. Uh, hey, I'm here to work today. Uh, what am I riding? You know, whatever. Oh, you're doing what I'm trying to do. All right, cool. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. And just be polite. You know what I mean? Let it go. And now I, now I know I'm going to work on it. Whereas they know that they don't like me, you know, or I hate to say it like that, but my actions created this environment, which it has, and you have to, you have to own it. And there's going to be people that no matter what you do, it will never change. And you have to write that off. It is what it is. And all you can do is just look forward and keep it moving. Let me ask you. Yeah. Let me ask you this tip of the spear, your podcast, your social media platform, right? Mm -hmm. Is that Mm -hmm. part of your therapy? Oh, uh, Yeah. I mean, geez. So, I mean, we can we can get into that. Um, so, 
a while ago, I had a lot of frustration with a lot of stuff, a lot of internal stuff where I was kind of like, you know, I felt like I wasn't really sure where I was going with anything. And I was just kind of like, you know what? I'm having a lot of issues, uh, not issues. I'm having some, I had a lot of issues grow, coming into the fire department, a lot of issues with uh, my leadership. And then I was kind of struggle busting with, with uh, some people. I'll leave it at that. None of the people that I work with, just I was struggling with um, other people. Um, and, I, and I'll say this again, the guys on my ship, they're, they're just freaking great. They they really are. They're second to none. So it's none of those guys, nothing of anyone I can directly work with. But I had some issues that were really frustrating me. And so I started writing a bunch of stuff down. I was like, eh, and I just put it away. I didn't think about it. And um, a few days before Christmas, my mom passed away from cancer. Um, she was sick for a long time. It wasn't unexpected. But, you know, we knew it was coming. But, I mean, just like anything else, you never you never really prepare for it until it happens. But with that, that was a bad situation where her and I didn't talk at all yeah. for years and years and years. She got sick. We started reconciling. I went and visited her, you know, and I knew when I left there, that was going to be the last time I was going to see her alive. And, you know, move forward. She passed all that. Um, I, uh, you know, I, I struggled with that a lot. Um, you know, I really did. And so, um, it's this all right cool left bang the book i said about earlier right things are coming back around i felt like this before as far as i felt like i lost some direction i didn't have a lot to go off i didn't know what to do but i know i've been down this road and i don't want to go down that road again so did some grief counseling over the phone kind of stuff through our peer support team hey you know i need you know i can talk to somebody i need i need to get some of this out so the person told me go find something and write about that you like it could be you're a firefighter. You want to write about the fire department, write about the fire department. You want to write about baseball. You want to write about your kid, write about whatever you want. So I was like, all right, cool. And then she's like, just call me. Uh, we'll talk next week and, you know, whatever. Got to figure it out. And then I start writing and I'm writing and I'm writing and I'm writing. And the next thing I know, I have thousands, like I didn't count them all, but I mean, well over a thousand words. And I start reading a lot of it. I'm like, yeah, some of this stuff's pretty decent. All right, cool. That felt really good to write about. Yeah. And then I and then I went back to what I wrote before and I'm like, I looked at it, I was like, I felt really good when I was writing that. And, you know, I came back to work, first day back to work. I won't get into the details, but I hurt myself. So I was off for a few shifts. And I was just like, you know, I got nothing to do today. And this you know, a few a week later while I'm off, I was like, I got nothing to do today. I'm kinda of bored just sitting around. I'm gonna go for a walk. So I'm going for a walk and I'm walking, I'm walking. And I, and I was texting a friend of mine, his name's Frank. He's a uh, battalion chief out here in Frederick. And I was like, he's got a leadership page or a firefighter page that he puts up. I'm like, huh. I'm like, oh, you know what? Maybe I'll do something about leadership. I don't know. And I was like, you know, kind of what I'm going through is pretty difficult. And, you know, I was like, oh, all right, well, whatever. And I'll just make a page. So I made a page, made a post and thought about something that was important, copy and paste what I wrote from months and months ago, something that I wrote copied, pasted, put it up, made a page. And I was like, I don't know what to call it. And then I was kind of thinking about it. I remember hearing the term tip of the spear. I don't remember where I heard it or why. Yeah. So then if you look at Cambridge Dictionary, it says a person or group of people that is first to do something considered difficult, dangerous, or especially a group of soldiers, et cetera, who are the first to enter a battle area. So I'm not in the military. I have nothing to do with the military. You know, I don't even try to say I do, but I've never had anything to do with the military, but I thought about it and I'm like, well, I mean, I do stuff that's pretty dangerous. And being a leader and it being that person, you don't have to be have any rank. Being a leader is not fun a lot of the times. It's not easy. 
at all. And every day feels like a challenge. And I thought to myself, well, I need to step it up. I need to power through this and I need to not let it consume me or destroy me because I now everything from before came full circle. I'm not drinking again. I'm not going down that road. I'm going to just start making a page. This is going to feel really good because there's a lot of stuff that I think I have to talk about that I've been through that I'm just going to put it out. Writing can be incredibly therapeutic depending on how it's done and what you're writing about. And so I was like, all right, you know, I'm, I'm just going to write about this. And I started posting and posting and posting and it, it exploded. It's yeah. for, it'll be, it'll be a month old Good. on Friday. And I mean, one of the posts I put up, I don't remember what it was. Somebody caught attention of it. Then it's called the kitchen table podcast. The guy was like, Hey, uh, I like your stuff. You want to do a, you want to do a uh, podcast? I'm like, all right. So I did a podcast with him. And then some, this guy, the random guy, he did, uh, he's not random anymore. We're friends. Um, Oh, the silent professional, I think, is yeah, silent professional on Instagram. He like hit me up. And he's like, dude, like you should probably do some talking. I think it'd be really good. Uh, you're a really good talker. And I stopped and I thought about it. I was like, my mom told me that when I visited her. She's like, you should be like a. She's like, you you should be a radio host one day or do a podcast because you have a really good way of talking to people. You could talk to a brick wall. You could sell ketchup pops to a lady in white gloves because she loved the movie Tommy Boy. Sure. That's a quote from that movie. And I'm like, and it clicked. I'm like, wait a minute. that happened for a reason, right? I read a book about grief that talked about signs. And one of the signs was there's going to be ways where the people that passed in your life and your loved ones will find a way to come back out and, you know, reach out to you. That's right. And I was like, this has, this has to be a sign. Yeah. I'm going to do this. I'm going to jump in. I have no idea what I'm doing. I have no idea how I'm going to keep it going, but I'll figure it out when I get there. Because you know what? I do have a good way of talking to people. I've got a pretty good way of, you know, commanding a room when I want to. And, the more I started writing, the more I started thinking about it was this feels really good because you know what? It's therapy. It's therapeutic. Well, it's... And there's people out here, they're going to like it or they're not going to like it. And I don't care. And I don't want to sound arrogant or rude by that. But like the more I write, the better I feel. And the better I feel, the better it's going to help at work. The better I feel it's going to help at home. Right. I still, you know, I mean, I still can always work on my patience. I think patience is always going to be something that people struggle with. But what I realized was everything feels better when you're able to do something therapeutic well and that's what so I, that's where it goes to the original part of this whole conversation when i said you got to take care of yourself before you can take care of yep. others and yes, if, if your platform is helping you as a as a form of therapy or you know uh powerful feelings and emotions coming out from those that have supported you over your years along with all the battle wounds you have and it's allowed you to put together now a delivery platform where you can share your message because you have the stories to tell, you have the empathy for people that deal with the same issues and you, and you could bring value to the listener, then it matters. And, you know, I, I wish you a lot of success with it. I think, um, I think you'll do great. And, and to be honest, you know, being in this for, for several years now and knowing the, the long game that it takes, I challenge you to stay consistent and it is not a short term return on this at all and absolutely and i think for you enjoy the enjoy the moments of it because if it's helping you be the person you want to be then that's the only reason you need to be doing it yeah and you know wherever it goes is wherever it's going to end up and the biggest thing that i learned i mean the for me is once i realized that i need to care about myself and once i started caring about myself this is from the years ago part the more I care about myself, the more I realize that I need to care about other people. That's right. And 
I think you have to be people centered. You have you have to you have to love your people that you're working <clears> with and taking care of, because if you don't, what's the point, right? Colin Powell has an extremely, really, a, a, a fantastic quote about this, and I've mentioned this before in my podcast. Is and he said, leadership is about all about people. It's not about organizations. It's not about plans. It's not about strategies. It's all it's all about people motivating people to get the job done. You have to be people centered. But the biggest thing with that is, yes, it is about your crew and your family and everything. You are one of those people, and that goes right back to the Scuzo's comment quote of, a leader of one can be a leader. A leader of one can be a leader of many. You can't lead one. You can't lead any. It's all about being 100% for yourself to be able to be 100% for them, to get them to be 100% for themselves. So where that comes in therapeutically is, at least in my opinion, is you got to care about people. But most of all, you have to care about yourself to be the best person to care about them. And wherever this goes, as far as the leadership stuff and the, the, the podcast and, and the Instagram, wherever it goes is wherever it ends up. However, what I do know is leadership is not a destination. I'm never going to get to where I want to be because there is no destination. It's a journey. And you got to enjoy the journey and love the journey. And the journey is going to be good, bad, and different. And it's going to be fun and it's not going to be fun. But ultimately, at the end of the day, stay the course and be yourself. And, and I think it, it's going to go places. I, I think that's where you get places, excuse me. And that's where I'm at with that. I, I don't know if that's a long, drawn-out explanation. But, no, uh, I like that. Leadership know, very... is not a destination. I mean, that, that's, you know, that kind of sums it up, right, is that it's it's an ever-long process of continuing to strive to better yourself and better those around you. And I think that that's, those are the true core values of, of good leadership, whether informal or formal. And, uh, and yes. it all begins with you, the individual. So what's next for you, man? We're kind of winding down already, man. It's been, uh, the episodes go quick. So what's next for yeah. you? What are you looking to do? What's exciting in your future? Where do you want to go? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I'm just going to keep working on my podcast. Um, you know, for outside of work, my son's getting ready to start some T-ball. So we're going to be doing that. Um, you know, I mean, obviously when I go to work, I'm going to be hundred percent for work. I'm, I'm going to do my best while I'm there. Um, but as far as my side project, um, I'm booked out with guest speakers all the way out until the end of April right now. Um, I'm looking to do one a week is what I'm hoping. Um, some pretty, pretty good names, some very recognizable people. Um, so, you know, keep your eyes out for that. Uh, episode five with Chief John Norman should be out. Episode four. Episode four with Chief John Norman's out. Uh, take a look. Tell me what you think. If anybody listens to it, leave a review. Let me know. Um, and you know, as, as I, as this goes on, you know, hopefully it'll, uh, maybe I'll get to where you are and, uh, you know, four, four years from retirement. I don't know if I'm going to go or not. Um, you know, I'm still pretty young. I think, um, uh, see where that goes, but I, I definitely, there's a lot of really big things with this, um, journey coming. A lot of yeah. stuff I haven't announced yet. A lot of stuff I'm not going to talk about yet because it's just not there, but if everything materializes and the ball keeps rolling the way it's going, I, I think this is going to be a, um, a new chapter in my life that's not going anywhere anytime soon and a chapter that I think is going to have some really big stuff coming, some really good things. And hopefully a lot of people are going to, um, you know, a lot of people are going to learn from this. And, you know, if I can find one person or a few people that can, you know, I can really reach out and this really helps them or changes them or anything, then, you know, um, mission complete, right? Yeah. My goal, you know, somebody out there, if they take anything away from this and maybe they're like, Hey, I need to, I need to make a change or whatever it is, you know, that's, um, 
you know, that's uh, a priceless uh, reward. It uh, is. Uh, it certainly is. And and it's the it's the bringing value and, and, you know, appreciating your community and your audience. And people are willing to give you their time and attention. You need to deliver for them. And, uh, you know, yeah. I, I wish you yeah. tremendous success with it. And, uh, you know, I hope uh, I hope all goes well of of all your ideas and visions. And uh, I promise you it will take you 10 times longer than you think it will. Uh, but that's just through trial and error, brother, and through experience. But uh, fantastic, man. I mean, Mike, a great, great conversation today. Uh, I really Thank wish you. you a lot of success. I think, you know, leadership, a lot of people talk about leadership, right? And, like, you know, this is, this is the funny thing. Like, if you look at podcasts, you look at what's out there, you look at the self-help section, you look at books and podcasts and journals and magazines and everything in between leadership 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 there's a lot of people in that space i think wading through and finding the people that represent your style and who you are or understanding that their backstory reflects who they are today and maybe their backstory hits a nerve or you know you you come to understand that their backstory the person teaching or talking about leadership has had experience that allows them to talk about it. I think you have experience, and I think that uh, you've been down several roads, and, and all those roads have now come back together to where I think you're allowed to talk about your experiences, which then promotes the betterment of yourself, your family, your job, and then ultimately the fire service, man. It's huge. So I wish you a lot yeah, of success. Yeah. I appreciate it. And, you know, it's definitely one of those things where it's kind of in that position of I wish I knew then what I know now. Yeah, but maybe and, it maybe it took that long to get here. And well, yeah, and that's kind of well. That's the other thing too is like you know, there's a lot a lot of times where I struggled where I was like, man, I wish I would have known that. Man, I wish I would have known that. You know, whatever it is, and now it's kind of like, well, I know the things that I wish I knew back then. Let me get it out there so maybe someone is, you know, in the position where they are looking for what I'm talking about and they're like, oh, oh, that's gonna bridge the gap for me. That's gonna help. You know, and that and that's ultimately my goal. And the biggest thing too is, and this is I, I don't want to kind of go off the leadership thing for just one second if you have a problem or you have something you're struggling through or you have or you need help whatever the reason you need help is reach out to someone don't be ashamed get help ask for help be honest and get what you need because it will change your life i'm, I'm a prime example it will change your life yeah everything will come together it's a good message but you, again like i said before what i said before is it starts with you you have to admit it. You have to whether you don't you don't have to go talk about it publicly, but you know you and you know the truth. Regardless of what other people whatever you tell anyone else, you still know reality. Admit it, live or be about it, know it, be humble and let it go and get your help and don't be bashful because nothing will ever change until you put the work in, just like anything else in life. So get that help. Um, stop whatever it is that you're doing and you know it will in my it, it happened to me it will save your life it, yeah. it really will uh, that's a good so message I brother. just wanted to say that no I, I appreciate just, yeah. that and it's very well said and you know for all the topics that we talked about today for sure you know if you're struggling there are plenty of resources now more than ever that are there to help and uh, and I think that needs to be said yeah. and and I, I believe in that wholeheartedly um, you know and you can make it easier too you can make it easier too and I'm sorry to cut you off no, you're fine. Uh, I apologize but you know Now's even easier than ever because you can do a lot of stuff via email and phone. So you can take that bashfulness and you're like, oh, I, I feel uncomfortable because I'm talking to somebody face to face. That's gone now. You can even take it one step further and talk on the phone and you can feel comfortable because you're not there. So that, 
that, you know, people can get intimidated because I felt that way when I first started getting help was I felt embarrassed, but I was only embarrassed because I was physically there, right? So now you can add a little anonymity to it, talk to someone and get it out rather than being afraid of, you know, the, 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 um, talking about it in person. Yeah. So you can, you can, you know what I mean? Like, so you can allow that vulnerability out. So there's, listen, there's, there. there's a lot of different ways and means to, to ask for help, but you have to ask regardless of the yes. platform, yeah. whether it's on the mm-hmm. phone or in person or anything else in between, you have to come to that decision that you need to ask and you have to act on that. And I challenge all of you that if you're having struggles, that's what you need to do. You need to, you need to ask, you need to tell because it's not going to, the process can't get any better until you let somebody in. So find your why, find why you're doing it and whatever it is, move heaven and earth to make it happen and get yourself that help and keep it moving. Good. Mike, thank you very much, man. Tip of the spear podcast and social media platform. Lieutenant Mike Nasty, tw- what is it, 16 years with the Prince George's County Fire Department. Mike, thanks for joining 16, me today, man. Yep. Appreciate yep, you. No problem. No Good. problems. Tip the, spear, tip the Spear Leadership. Just search it on Instagram, Facebook, and uh, in the podcast. It should come right up. There you go, man. Thank you. Stay right here. I'm going to sign off, and I'll come right back to you, okay? Yep. Yes, sir. Thank Great. you. Great. Guys, thanks for tuning in for another episode of the National Fire Radio Podcast. Another great episode today with Lieutenant Mike Nasty. Tip of the spear leadership. He's doing good things, promoting the betterment of the job and making our people better. And uh, do me a favor, take this conversation, take it back to the firehouse and talk about it. Because when we talk about the job, we are making this job better. Email us, podcast at nationalfireradio.com. Tell us your thoughts, ideas, or people should be on the show or what you want to hear or see. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for tuning in. Jeremy, National Fire Radio. National Fire Radio.